You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we get started with today's episode, I want to make sure that you know that I'll be teaching a free masterclass the first week of April all about how to overcome overwhelm. If you ever feel like the weight of your family is on you, on your shoulders, and you are about to collapse underneath the load of it all, this class is for you. I will teach you three actionable steps you can take to start reprioritizing your responsibilities and shifting your perspectives so family life feels more manageable and less overwhelming. Sound too good to be true? Well, the class is free, so you have nothing to lose by signing up and coming to see if I can help you. The Overcoming Overwhelm Masterclass will be offered twice during the first week of April, so you can choose the time that is best for you, and there will also be a replay. Just go to 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass to reserve your seat. That's 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are already experiencing some very cold temperatures where I live in the mountains of Idaho, and I'll admit that I'm filled with a bit of dread as I consider the long winter ahead. One thing that makes winter more bearable for me is to go all in on cozy. Cozy blankets, cozy sweatshirts, and cozy slippers. That's why I'm eyeing the Gemma Mule slippers from Bionic Shoes. Not only do they look soft and fuzzy, but they also feature Vionic's exclusive footbed contours to offer everyday support for at-home wear. As I get older, I find that going barefoot on my hardwood floors sometimes hurts, but I don't want to have to wear tennis shoes all day long while I'm cooking and doing dishes. These slippers are a perfect way to feel cozy but get support, and they have a sturdy outsole, so if I need to run out to the mailbox, I won't come in with wet, dirty feet. I'm adding the Gemma Mule slippers to my Christmas list, and these would actually make a great gift for some of the other women on my list as well. And if I can't get their sizing just right, I really appreciate that with all of Vionic's shoes, boots, and slippers, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. Wear them and love them, or return them within 30 days for a full refund. I've been loving my Brighton boots and Kimmy sneakers from Vionic this fall, and I believe in this company, so if you want to try Vionic's shoes for yourself... Use code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com. One-time use only at Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. I have a big calendar that hangs in my kitchen that shows several months at a time so I can do overview planning and scheduling. And it cracks me up that at the top of this season's calendar spread, it literally says busiest time ever. That is what the calendar makers labeled October through December rather than including the month names. If you're feeling a bit that way as well, today's episode is for you. I'm interviewing Allison Schaff, who is a mom of two, an entrepreneur, a nonprofit founder, and an animal lover, as evidenced by her three cats, four goats, lots of chickens, and a few beehives. She has a very full life, and she has so many tips to share on managing it all. Allison is the founder of Prep Dish, a company that has sponsored 3 and 30 this year, 
and I reached out to her to invite her to come on the show because I admire the way she balances work and motherhood, and I admire the way she supports female-run businesses by sponsoring their podcasts. I told Allison before we started recording this conversation that I remember hearing PrepDish advertised on a few of my favorite small independent podcasts before I ever started 3 and 30. And I started 3 and 30 six years ago. I asked Allison how long she's been supporting small female-run podcasts, and she said over eight years. I think that is incredible. So I want you to know that this is not a sponsored conversation. Allison didn't reach out to me asking to come on the show as part of her sponsorship. I reached out to her, inviting her to come on the show, because I think she has so much wisdom to offer moms, and I wanted to prominently feature her work as we head into the busy month of December. So with that introduction, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Allison Schaff, all about how we can plan ahead and prepare for the busy month of December. Allison, welcome to 3 and 30. I am thrilled to be talking with you today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you've been a sponsor of the podcast this year, and I so appreciate your support. I love what PrepDish offers to busy moms. And in today's conversation, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to make the month of December less busy or at least less stressful, a little less overwhelming for moms. And I can't wait to dive in to your three takeaways. To give a little bit of context, tell us a little bit about your life and some of the busyness that you have going over the next month until the holidays. Yeah. So I live in the hill country outside of Austin, Texas. I have a four and a half year old and a three year old. I run a company Prep dish. I also have a nonprofit, Miscarriage Hope Desk. So I have a lot going on, but I also am one of those people that I actually don't love the term busy and I try to avoid using it if I can. But reality is, I mean, December, there, there really is a lot going on, but I really love the holidays and I like them to be special for my family. But in order to make that happen, I feel like I really have to take a step back and be intentional with the month, what I want it to look like, and just really put up some boundaries so it doesn't get so crazy that I'm like, what just happened? And yeah, there's maybe a few pictures, but did I even enjoy it, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. I also sometimes try to shy away from the word busy and just think like my life is very full or it's full of great things. Busyness is a choice. And if I'm feeling like a martyr or a victim of my own busyness, then it's time for me to step back and figure out what I can cut out. So I'm Mm -hmm. right there with you. And I feel like these three takeaways are going to help moms to do that this December if they're feeling the panic of busyness. Because sometimes I think I can say in my head as much as I want, like, no, you're not busy. Your life is just full. And I'm trying to reframe, but my body is like, no, you're busy and this is too much. Like Mm -hmm. you are overdoing it. And so hopefully these takeaways can help with that. So let's just jump in with your first. So my first is to be really intentional with traditions. So like I said, I really like the holiday time. Now having kids each year, I just have tried to add on special, like fun things that they can look forward to, especially the four and a half year old. He's gotten to that age where he remembers last year and he talks about it. And so being able to add things in, it's a lot of fun. But I also feel like sometimes it gets to that time and you start seeing what everyone else is doing. I'm like, 
oh, but I need to get a gingerbread house or I should do this and that. And so I really like to be clear going into the month, like what are the things that are really important for my family and what are the things that I am going to make happen this year? And one example of that is growing up, I remember always going to my aunt's house and decorating sugar cookies. And me and my cousins would have a contest on who had the not only like who had the best cookie, but we'd always have the contest of who had the like craziest or ugliest cookie. And that was always my favorite one was like who could do the kind of craziest cookie decoration. And so that's one that I've wanted to add into my family. And I try and think about it in advance, though, because there was one year where it was like last minute. I'm like having to like get groceries ordered and do it. And we got done with it. And I'm like, it didn't even feel like I enjoyed it. So this year I put it on my calendar. And I don't know for sure if it'll happen that day, but I have a placeholder and maybe it moves around, but I have a placeholder. I know then a week out that I need to buy the groceries. And then when it happens, I'm enjoying myself and not just scrambling and doing it because I have to. Mm. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with this, Allison. I just had this experience with Halloween where we kept meaning to carve pumpkins because we're supposed to, quote unquote, like everybody carves pumpkins, right? And I do enjoy carving pumpkins, but I think there's also this sense of like, this is what fun moms do, you know? And so it kept getting pushed back and pushed back until we did it the night before Halloween. And it was totally just obligatory. Nobody was in the mood. We were all cranky, but we had these pumpkins and we were going to carve them. And at the end of it, I remember thinking the point of a holiday tradition is to have fun as a family. And we didn't have fun because we waited till the last minute. And then we did it just because we felt like we had to in order to do this fun tradition. So when I was thinking about the Christmas season coming up, which is the holiday that I celebrate in December, I thought about what are my favorite fun traditions and how can I plan to do them earlier in the season Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't get down to the wire and then it's Mm -hmm. just this stressful, obligatory thing. One of those things for me is decorating for Christmas. I've always been a pretty firm, like not till after Thanksgiving person. But this year when I looked at our calendar and I saw how busy the weeks right after Thanksgiving are going to be, I realized if I don't do it before Thanksgiving, then it's going to be a stressful thing that I'm fitting in instead of a joyful thing. And so I'm breaking kind of my own unwritten rule. And we're going to decorate for Christmas this weekend, even though it's only mid-November when we're recording this, because I don't want traditions to turn into stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's so important. I think it's just like if you wait till the last minute and then you just try and pile it up because you start to feel like, ah, I've got to do it all. So, yeah, I try and kind of dose them out and then also not be afraid to look at them and be like, OK, I've added in a few more than I need to. Maybe I need to rein it in this year, or maybe there's a different one that feels more special depending on my kid's age. Maybe we've outgrown that or whatever it is. But, you know, just having that plan in advance, then you know. And then when you see the pictures of other people, you can say, I know what I'm doing. I'm confident with that. And I'm just going to stick with that for this year and not feel like I'm not enough or not doing enough. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that's fun about your kids getting older, I know your kids are pretty little now, although a four-year-old could give input. But as my kids have gotten older, I've asked them a lot. I remember last year before Christmas, I sat them down and said, what are the traditions you guys love most? And we wrote them Mm -hmm. all down. And then I asked if we can only do one of these, like each of you gets to choose one. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised by some of their responses. And it made it easier for me to prioritize. I'm like, this is Noah's one thing. We're going to make it happen. 
even if it's Mm -hmm. not my favorite thing or whatever, or this is Sally's one thing, we're going to make it happen. So kind of getting some family input can help you to decide what traditions stay and what traditions go this year. That's great. My four and a half year old this year at Thanksgiving, he last year insisted on a cranberry pie. I don't even know where he came up with this idea. And then I started talking about what I was going to make this year. And he still is requesting this cranberry pie that I had to off the cuff come up with the recipe. I kind of put together two different recipes. And so now I guess he's created this tradition that we have cranberry pie at our house on Thanksgiving. I love that. And he's very lucky that he has a mom who's a chef because if my children asked for a cranberry pie, it would be like I'd buy the jellied cranberry sauce and like pour it into a pie crust and be like, this is the best I can do, kids. So that's pretty fun that you could create a cranberry pie recipe. Yeah, it's it's been kind of fun and kind of silly, but not my first choice. I'm rolling with it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Tian Dickinson's 100% Natural Clinical Grade Witch Hazel. Growing up, did you ever see witch hazel in the bathroom and wonder what in the world that was about? Now that I'm grown up, boy do I understand. Witch hazel products help soothe private areas, but it doesn't end there. Witch hazel can easily be incorporated for daily cleansing and first aid for everyone in the family. I like to keep the witch hazel moisturizing astringent wipes in the car for cuts and scrapes, and Tian Dickinson's Witch Hazel is formulated with hyaluronic acid and aloe to hydrate and soothe skin while cleansing. So it's the perfect quick addition to hydrate my face in the morning or in the evening after I wash off my makeup. Tian Dickinson's products are available on Amazon and at major retailers including Walgreens, Walmart, Target, CVS, and Rite Aid. Just be sure to look for the brand name Tian Dickinson's, as they are the only all-natural clinical-grade witch hazel on the market, that cleanses, soothes, and treats just about anything and is gentle enough to use daily. That's TN Dickinson's for all of your witch hazel products. T-N-D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N-S. This podcast is also sponsored by KiwiCo, a monthly subscription box of seriously fun and enriching art and learning projects for kids of all ages. I like to make sure that my kids receive at least one present on Christmas Day that will keep them busy for the rest of the day. Something special they can do right away to use their hands and keep them excited and occupied for a few hours while my husband and I rest and unwind from a busy holiday season. A KiwiCo subscription would be the perfect gift for this. Wrap up your child's first box and put it under the tree with a note that says that they'll continue receiving a monthly box for several months or for the entire year if that's what's right for your family. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel your subscription anytime. And this would be an amazing gift to ask the grandparents to give to your kids because it is hands-on fun learning. And what grandparent doesn't approve of that? My son Noah recently made the stereo headphones from the Eureka Crate. And not only did he enjoy putting them together, but he wears them all the time when he's listening to his audiobooks. And my daughter Sally got the color-changing slime kit, which of course made her slime-loving heart giddy. Discover hands-on fun with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash 3 in 30. That's your first month free at kiwico.com slash 3 in 30. And what's your second takeaway for us? So my second takeaway, and I find this happens a lot, especially in December, is I am, and you know this with my background with Prep Dish, but I like to have my meals for the week planned out. And I find a lot of times in December, 
people let that fall to the wayside. They're like, look, we have all these events going on. We're going to be out at this party this day. And so they just kind of feel like they can flow. And for me, I found if I let that happen, what happens is there are actually quite a few evenings when I look at my calendar where we are going to be home. And if I don't have a plan, then we do end up doing more takeout and frozen pizzas. And out of all of the months to be doing that, December's kind of the last one that I want to be doing that because I'm already so off of my rhythm and routine that even just if nothing else for the stability of my kids to still sit down and enjoy a family dinner helps us go to bed on time. It helps them feel like they know what's going to happen. And then when we do get to the parties and the things that are a little out of schedule, they handle those a lot better because we're sticking to our normal routines and our habits of getting together for this nourishing family meal every night. Absolutely. And Prep Dish is such a great resource for this because parents are able to prep it all early in the week and then have it ready to put together a meal. Tell us a little bit about the Prep Dish process. And I'm interested in knowing, is this how you were personally prepping your food before you started Prep Dish? Like, how did this all come to be? So, Actually, it, it was and wasn't. So I started Preptish 11 years ago. It was pre-kids, pre-husband. So I was single entrepreneur. I was mm. a personal chef. So I was going into people's homes and I was visiting my clients once a week and preparing a bunch of food for them. Okay. And as I started doing that for them, I would get home. And the last thing I would want to do is like make a meal from scratch. So I just kind of would snack while I would cook. And I don't know, I got really bad with meals at home. So I started preparing my meals in advance and realizing, oh, I have put together this system that I'm using for these clients that I can use. And not only that, I could write it all down and give it to other people to use. Because I, as a personal chef, was being really efficient with putting together a grocery list and doing this meal prep and just figuring out a way to help people. So I'm also a dietitian by background. So as really my goal was to have people eating really tasty, delicious food. But hey, by the way, this is also healthy and is going to help you feel better. And so I was, I was doing this for my clients. I thought, well, the best way to get to more people is to write this whole process down in this system that I've created and get it out to the masses. And this really beautiful thing happened that once I had kids, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have created this system that now, it, in the past, it was like, oh, it was good to do. And I would do it with me and my husband. And yeah, I would do my meal planning and meal prep. But now having two little ones, it's like, if I don't print out my grocery list and do the whole prep dish process, I'm in trouble. So I now rely on it in the same way that a lot of our customers have come to rely on it as well. I love that. I love hearing kind of the origin story of it. So if you had to sum up the prep dish process, how do you describe it to a busy mom who's learning about prep dish for the first time? So I say the key to healthy eating is to have a plan, to not wait until five o'clock and be like, hmm, what are we going to have for dinner? Five o'clock is not the best time to be making those decisions. So I, I always say the first step to healthy eating is, hey, take a step back and Friday afternoon or you know Saturday afternoon, look at the week ahead jot down what you want to have, and then make a grocery list from there. So Prep Dish is doing that step for you of, hey, here's what to have for the next week. Here's the grocery list. And then we take it a step further and giving you those meal prep instructions. And that's what I was doing with the chef clients of spending an hour or two chopping and mixing together sauces. So then that way, not only at five o'clock are you not having to think, 
hmm, what am I going to have for dinner? But it's like already half prepared. So there's no way you're going to go for anything else. You're like, I've already done the hard work. Let me just pull this out, put it in a saute pan and dinner's on the table. It's trying to make sure you don't have to think very hard at dinner time when the kids are like running around and hungry. Yeah, it's batch prepping. So doing all the chopping in one sitting for all of the meals for the rest of the week. And then you just have the ingredients ready and you pull out and you put the meal together, which is so brilliant, especially for busy moms. So I love this takeaway, focus on family dinners and think through how you're going to get them on the table, whether that's using a batch prepping system, Uh whether that's using prep dish. And we're going to talk at the end about how you can get a free trial for two weeks of prep dish if you want to try that in December. Or even just your own recipes, your own way of doing things, but making a plan in advance. One of my favorite online educators is Kendra Adachi from The Lazy Genius. Mm -hmm. And she talks about plan your hot dogs as one of her themes that she talks about, where basically if you know there's going to be a really busy night where you're going to end up eating hot dogs, just plan for that ahead of time Mm -hmm. instead of defaulting to it and then feeling bad about it. So like plan when the hot dogs will be, plan when the cereal will be or the takeout Mm -hmm. pizza. So it feels like a conscious choice instead of just pure survival mode. And I think that's totally fine to sprinkle some of those in this month as part of the plan of Mm -hmm. how you're going to feed your family in addition to hopefully having some more nourishing meals in between. Well, and I love because when you have that mindset shift, it's subtle, but there's no guilt then, right? It's like, hey, this is what I'm doing and it's okay and I'm okay with it. And so I think just knowing in advance how you're going to navigate things, it helps your mindset to shift from like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning to like, hey, I've got this. I'm going to take some shortcuts, but that's good. Like this is how I'm choosing to get my family fed. And that's what's important at the end of the day. Absolutely. And then what's your last takeaway for us? So I wanted to make sure that we got fed on a regular basis first, but then for my last takeaway was to plan ahead for any big meals. And this is if you're hosting or entertaining, or even if you just have a special meal around the holiday time, take some time now to plan for that and know when those special meals are going to be so that you can kind of set aside time to figure out the menu, the grocery shopping, when all of those things are going to happen. This is also a good time to think about it because you can also figure out where you might want to call in some help, whether that's buying a few of the sides, getting in touch with some of your guests and saying, hey, can I have some help with the desserts this year? That's one that a lot of times if I'm having company, anyone ever asks if they can bring anything. I'm not the person that always says, oh, no, don't worry about it. I've got it. I usually have something. If someone asks, I know what I'm ready to delegate. And for a lot of times, for me, that's dessert because that's usually the last thing that I think about. I kind of go through my process, but, you know, figuring out where you're going to ask for help as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here chuckling because I feel like the only thing that I can cook well is desserts. And so I'm like, would it be weird to host a dinner and then tell them, you guys bring the main dish, I'll provide the desserts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't typically hear that. You typically hear someone hosting, providing the main dish. And then others bringing the side dishes or the dessert. But hey, if you want to break out from that and ask people to bring like a soup potluck where everybody brings a different soup or something like that, you can get creative. I love the idea of thinking ahead about these big kind of the meals you want to be more special. And I think really taking into account and being realistic about your energy level Mm -hmm. and thinking like, 
realistically on that day, am I going to want to be making all of this from scratch? It might sound really fun to me right now, but like, what's my energy level going to be like? One for me is Christmas morning. We have a pumpkin waffle recipe with buttermilk syrup that we all love. It's a really kind of a special, tasty, different meal. And I'm always tempted to make that the Christmas morning breakfast especially because I think my husband's family all growing up, his grandmother always prepared waffles for them on Christmas morning. And then Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law has kind of adopted that. And so even when we're not with them, for us, it just feels like waffles are a Christmas morning food. But the problem with waffles, and you probably have better tactics for this as a professional chef, but the way we do it, they're not that friendly for like make ahead And Uh then you're standing there and you're pouring them all individually into the griddle. And it's harder to like sit all around the table together because they come out one by one. And so as fun as it sounds to have pumpkin waffles on Christmas morning, thinking about my realistic energy level, I think I'd rather prep something like an egg casserole or some sort of a breakfast casserole that I could make in advance and then just pop in the oven on Christmas morning. So I'm trying to remind myself that it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to look like our family's traditions in the past if it's not what works for me in my life now. I agree. And I don't have a trick for waffles. Honestly, I do more pancakes for that reason because I have my griddle. We do pancakes every week on Saturdays. And so I've got my pancake game on, but like waffles take a lot of time. (laughs) And yeah, for Christmas, mine's always the night before. So as we're recording this, it's right before Thanksgiving. And I'm always looking at three different steps. So one, are there things that I can freeze ahead? So, you know, a few weeks out, sometimes there's some items like that breakfast casserole you could make and freeze ahead. And then the week of, are there some things I can do in the few days leading up to that meal? And then that way, day of, I don't like to be in the kitchen just running around and not enjoying time with my guests, or even if it's just me and my family, I want to be doing, yes, some work in the kitchen, but where my kids can be in there and enjoying it. And it's something that I'm looking back thinking, oh, I was like calm and enjoying myself and not thinking I've got so much to cook today. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's especially important if you're hosting or you're having big gatherings. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law does really well with this when she hosts all of us at their family cabin. I think she prepares a lot of things and like slow cooks meats in advance and then freezes them. And then she can just thaw them out and serve them and just different things like that, where all of the food prep isn't happening day of when it's a stressful Mm -hmm. or a busy time. Mm -hmm. So in your prep dish recipes, do you have like make ahead foods? Are they all make day of? How do you break that down for people? Yeah. Well, and we do a lot of bonus menus and stuff, especially around the holidays. Like we have an entire holiday menu and it's actually the one that I use both for my Christmas meal and my Thanksgiving meal. I switch out a few things, but it outlines that three-step process of freeze ahead, week of, and day of. And then even with our weekly meal plans that the subscribers are getting, we do sometimes like around Christmas, like maybe the dessert we give is like a dessert that you could also use if you're, you know, have a holiday thing and you need to take something. And so we're always trying to think of ways to help people out seasonally. And yeah, lots of bonus things on like crock pot freezer meals is the one that I always come back to. And every kind of once a quarter, I do that one. It's just like a bonus menu that we've given to subscribers. And I spend a few hours making these meals that I can put in my freezer. And then I know whenever I need an emergency meal, I've got like five meals that I can pull out and throw in the crock pot. So great. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on 3 and 30 and sharing these three takeaways today. I know they're going to save moms a lot of time and stress. And I would love for you to tell listeners where they can find more of you, your work, and also, of course, PrepDish. Yeah. So we are PrepDish pretty much anywhere you want to find us. So at PrepDish on Instagram, the website's PrepDish. The podcast is Meal Prep Monday. And then we do have that two-week free trial. It's PrepDish.com slash 3 and 30. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's 14 days free. I always say the best way is to just give us a try, try it out for 14 days, see if it's a fit. If nothing else, just learn our system. And that way you can have some tricks and tips to take back to your own kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for your support of the show this year and for all the work you do for Busy Moms. What I love about Prep Dish is you get it. Like it's a busy mom running this company, thinking like a busy mom when she creates these meal plans and these recipes. Yeah. And I just want to add one little tidbit there. So all of our team is busy moms and the meal plans, we actually dish them out. Like each person on the team is doing recipe testing of the meal plans, including me. So I think it's kind of fun that we have a recipe creator, but then they also go through a round of testing someone on the team actually making them. So, Oh, I love like, hearing that. And it comes through in the work that you do, that this isn't just some professional chefs that don't even get real life or have children like in some room mm-hmm. somewhere creating these recipes. These are real moms figuring this out. And so I'm just really grateful. And thank you so much, Allison, for coming on 3 and 30. Thank you. I so enjoyed that conversation with Allison about how we can plan ahead to make December feel a bit more calm and enjoyable for the whole family. And as a reminder, her three takeaways were, first, plan ahead for your traditions. Instead of diving headlong into December and letting the holiday tornado carry you wherever the winds blow, take some quiet time now to think through the next few weeks and prioritize the traditions that actually mean the most to you and your children. Have a family meeting and brain dump everything that you could do this month, and then narrow down together what you actually want to do. What is everyone's top priority? Put it on the calendar and plan for it to happen earlier in the season than right at the last minute so it can truly feel fun instead of obligatory and stressful. Second, plan ahead for your regular weeknight family dinners. How are you going to keep the minions fed and happy during these busy December evenings? With all of the holiday parties and events going on, it's easy to let family meals slide, but it can be more important than ever to have some regularity in the schedule and plan for simple but nourishing meals so that you're not always resorting to takeout or pizza. Prep Dish can help you to do some batch prepping to front load your week, and then you have everything ready to throw together a healthy meal quickly because sauces are made, meats are marinated, and veggies are chopped. It really is a brilliant system. And I have to add, of course, it is absolutely fine to use a pre-prepared meal or takeout or cereal several nights a week if you need to. But I found that when I plan for that, it feels intentional instead of like a mom fail. So as Kendra Adachi says, plan your hot dogs. And third and finally, plan ahead for any big special meals. This will vary depending on what holidays you're celebrating this season, but if you want certain meals to be special or if you're hosting guests, it might help to think through Allison's three categories. First, things you can make ahead and freeze. Second, things you can make a few days in advance. And third, things you need to make day of. Spreading it out this way might make the cooking process enjoyable for you instead of stressful. Just turn on some holiday tunes and enjoy an afternoon cooking in the kitchen. 
and it will make the events themselves more enjoyable for you so you aren't scrambling, exhausted, and resentful that no one is helping you. Be realistic as you think ahead and plan your menus to what your energy levels are likely to be like on that special day and ask for help when needed. I love these three takeaways from Allison, and I'm going to take some time this week to sit down and do this planning before we get too far into December. And remember, if you'd like to give PrepDish a try this month, go to PrepDish.com slash 3 and 30 to get that free two-week trial. And I really am so grateful for them and for all of the sponsors who have supported my show this year. I couldn't keep the podcast going without the financial support of our sponsors. And when you use my links and discount codes, it helps these companies know that their investment in the show is worthwhile and that we appreciate them. And if you ever want to find an old discount code for a sponsor, I have a page on my website that lists all of the sponsors that we've ever had on the show with their corresponding coupon codes and deals. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash sponsors and you will see all of those. As always, thank you so much for being here and for listening to my podcast. It means the world to me. I'm always rooting for you and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family. Your family.